is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch, sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360, brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline, brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference, brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight, brought to you by Pfizer. Early start, brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Bill Gates' advice on how to combat mistrust in science at 60minutesovertime.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Welcome to The Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant, independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Today, September 7th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. It's going to be a shorter show, and I know the, those of you who are wondering, when I take more than one day off in a row, people th- reach out wondering if I'm okay. Uh, there's just a lot going on behind the scenes these days, and so even today had to be a little bit shorter than I'm used to, but don't worry, I'm never going away. That will just never happen, so don't worry, guys, but there's important stuff to get into today, and and usually when it's uh, when I'm not doing the show, there's, there's personal stuff as well, but it's a lot of work-related stuff. There's a lot of stuff coming your way. I've got a a new interview from uh, Taylor Hudak about to be coming up. I just conducted an interview with uh, Richard Grove today and one with Jason Burmis just the other day, both of which will be coming out on the Rockfin show quite soon. And we also have more work coming from Robert and everybody else coming your way. Uh, uh, Derek actually working on a great article right this moment. But that being said, I was making sure somebody's coming in the comment. Somebody in the comment about volume, but it wasn't directed at me. But that being said, and let's get into the short show today or shorter than usual but more work coming your way as always. But and, and on that note, actually, I'm glad I remembered this. Coming up in the near future, I'm just going to put this out there ahead of time. I'm probably going to be taking, you know, a week or something off to put a lot of stuff to bed that needs to be done in my personal life. But uh, probably wanted it being a full week. But just want to let you know that will be coming, and I will let you guys know when and if that is happening. But to start off today, uh, and and the main points we're going to be getting into really are going to be focused on, as you've seen the title. A statement made by the WHO chief scientist, which is nothing new to you if you're paying attention or watch this show, as well as information around the an Israeli leak that we actually talked about on oh, AM Wake Up. But I wanted to make sure my audience saw just in case they didn't they missed that show and some opening points that are important, as well as the great reset direction that it's all going course have to make this connection every time it's important to see where this all goes great discussion with richard grove today had a lot of that in it so make sure you check that out but to start off pentagon admits helping ukraine forces sink russian warships <laughs> oh you mean that story that was fake news according to every corporate media outlet until the pentagon admitted it yeah weird how that always works but the por- the, the real important thing to see here is that this is a huge red line being crossed that's already been crossed forty-five thousand times but this is a big deal this, this is the equivalent of Russia helping anybody else. I mean, let's just say Mexico bombing something inside this country and acting like that's not Russia's fault or you can't hold them accountable for it just because you believe in their cause or whatever the narrative is. This is a big deal. I mean, and so this realistically, from the United States perspective, this would be an act of war by Russia even reverse. So in the same point, you could easily argue this is an act of war against Russia by the United States government. They'll, of course, argue differently because freedom, whatever that means. But the point here is that this is a big deal and it won't be talked about by the corporate media. Just admitting something, by the way, we told you and anybody honest was telling you when that happened, because there is nothing happening in Ukraine by the occupied entity that it really is that is not involving the U.S. government or the governments that are funding and working this agenda very, very clearly. But this, of course, brings me to the interesting part about Biden and Trump and the illusion that all of this is pushing. And of course, I see it. I mean, not just because I see it. It is connected to what's going on in Ukraine. 
as well as a lot of other things. Ukraine's connected to pretty much all the agendas playing out right now. There's, there's a lot of ways you could take that. But specifically, as you know, that I've been pointing out what the CIA built there and at that even in and of itself was not just meant to be built to this point today. They built, they use these things against their enemies, against, you know, to achieve their goals or sometimes to sacrifice them in a move to, like they do with the Kurds all the time, many times in history. But the point is they did build an, a fascist entity using Nazis, literal Nazi war criminals in Ukraine back in the early in the mid 1900s and all the way till today. Now, that at the point they built it, it was meant to be used against Soviet Union. And I've shown you this document many times, Project Aerodynamic. It's all public. But then it evolved. So yet nonetheless, coming to today, they still have this fascist entity there. Now, the, elu- the, the, evo- the evolution of the agenda in regard to how they want to frame the, the MAGA movement or the Republicans in general in this country for the white supremacist, vanilla ISIS, lone terrorists. They want you to think that this half the country is or half of the political spectrum is. That is connected to what they're doing over there. And I think that's being just as it is today. And that that entity in Ukraine is part of what you're seeing them point at in this country. I've made this point a hundred times, but just for those, the brief overview for those that are new to this show or new to this topic, it's, it, it, it is very clearly connected. The rise above movement, which was the key part of Charlottesville, which was the impetus for the conversation about the, the rising white supremacy problem and the cars hitting protesters and all that stems back to a group the CIA created, funded to this very day in Ukraine. That is their international arm in the United States, the rise above movement. So too is Vanguard America, which, by the way, is now split off into Patriot Front as well. All of it ties right back. There is nothing but an obvious manipulation happening. Doesn't mean there aren't people involved in those groups that are unaware of that, but as usual, but from the top down, they are being manipulated. So that brings us back to the point of what's happening here, which we just, by the way, for those that have, may, may not have seen the recent show, it's important under, to see, to watch this show first to get the full picture in regard to what, the, well, as I put, I put it in the title, in the show right here, the MAGA trap has been set. And those that follow the show know we've been, you know, eking along with this topic and showing you how it's building. This big speech by Biden calling out the entire MAGA movement as terrorists is ridiculous, unprecedented, crazy. But it is the trap they're being. I think they want them to take that bait. It's my opinion. Now, this point is really interesting to see. This is September 4th. So this discussion, this was September 2nd, I believe, was the day that speech was had, or maybe September 1st, but we discussed it on September 2nd. Two days later, MAGA proposals are a threat to the very soul of this country, whoever controls his Twitter account said. But no matter how you play it, it has to be representing Biden because that's the reality. They want you to think he's doing those tweets. So, I mean, let's be honest. I doubt even Trump was doing all his tweets. But nonetheless, this is as if it came right from his mouth. That's why it's his personal POTUS account. MAGA proposals are a threat to the very soul of this country. So is it all MAGA and every single proposal they've ever put forward? Well, that's pretty stupid. So you can, you can see how crazy this has become, how completely subjective and, and arbitrary and broad brushing. I mean, everything you used to argue is ignorance and still is, by the way. But so this is what he said. Now, again, realize he is framing a huge portion of this country as just terrorists threatening the body. And, and that was always the main point, whether you're the unvaccinator or the, the MAGA QN on Trump support. They're trying to frame in a large grouping of people that just resist what the what they perceive to be the current agenda as the problem. Now, a lot of people within that are part of the two party paradigm, and I still see as lost in that problem. But nonetheless, they still recognize the agenda as that problem. And I think correctly. They're trying to frame them that way. They want to use them. Now, here is what Alex points out are some MAGA proposals that Biden apparently thinks are threatening. Now, of course, you could argue there's plenty of other stuff that that may be threatening. But think about what he's saying here. He's not saying that what that MAGA guy said on Twitter is a threat to this country or what that crowd said that one day or what maybe they consistently say in these crowds. He said proposals. That's political. That's talking about things that the group as a political entity are arguing we should accomplish. So that's different, right? You can't argue that the entire MAGA movement is arguing for the dumb things they frame them all as believing, as racism and and removing free choice and stopping you from marrying those you love. Like, nobody's actually saying that. They just have a different perspective on the certain topics, and that varies throughout even the MAGA group. That's called discernment and, and intelligence to realize that they're multifaceted. But here are some of the actual proposals that are coming from a political sense of the MAGA Make America Great Again movement. 
secure borders. Now, you can disagree with that, but that's how is that threatening the soul of this country? Good jobs protect constitutional rights. 100% they believe in these things, free and fair elections. Now, you may argue that they don't agree with the elections that they think aren't fair and free, even though they may be, or vice versa. But nonetheless, you cannot argue that they don't want free and fair elections. That's obviously what they're talking about. Energy independence. Nationalism is framed as fascism, which is just ridiculous. Again, it's these bunching all this stuff together in clumsy, childish narratives. There's parts that can overlap for sure, but they're not the same thing. Tough on crime, strong families, defend the unborn, right? So first of all, those are like strong families, right? Now, they would see it that way. I argue there's few of them out there that are like, we just don't like what they believe and we want to stop them from loving who they want. That's probably exists in every category you could point at. People that are just gross, bad people that want to force people to think the way that they do. But this is about, and I, my opinion, broadly in this movement or any just Republicans, they want to, they believe in the idea of family values. The idea that what's happening in these drag queen story times are simply wrong and inappropriate. And I happen to agree with that. But you can't frame it as what they want you to see it as. They believe it's about truly protecting the family unit and so on. Defending the unborn. Same point. Wedge issues. You could say that they just don't agree with abortion or you could call them murdering maniac terrorist killers. And that'd be stupid, right? Because that's your framing and it's ridiculous. It's clownish. Stop genital mutilation of kids. And and, and that's your point about the trans... Transit, the, the idea that we're normalizing life-altering choices for children that have no idea what they're actually getting into. And I say that generally because they may understand what they think they want, but we all recognize that people recognize that kids at that point can't make these choices. If they can't join the military, drive a car, smoke a cigarette, drink alcohol, they sure as hell can't alter their body for the rest of their lives. It's called it's about comprehending where it's going on. You can't just choose that doesn't count for the thing you believe in. That's stupid love God and country, and so on. Right now, again, you could add all sorts of things you want to pretend that they believe in, or maybe they really do. But the bottom line is, to catch all say, all proposals are a threat to the soul of this country is just the kind of dumbed-down, bottom-level, common denominator kind of thing that they're driving at. I don't even think they care if everyone buys it. I think they just want you to think that everyone buys that. And here is what somebody points out, the, the difference of his tweets. So he just said, Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of this country, which is interesting because this is a little bit different, isn't it? So they changed that even, which I find very telling. Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans. But then it says, then the reporter asked him on, on, on the second, do you consider all Trump supporters to be a threat to the country, Biden? I don't consider any Trump supporter to be a threat to the country. Interesting. It says right there, threat to the soul of the country. I mean, it's just, it's, they're, they're playing a game with you. I hope we can all see how obviously they're trying to bait people in and even just walking back the things they're already saying. Now, that being said, I think this is very telling and this is the kind of psychosis, the kind of literal brainwashing mentality that people are scared or, I mean, I think it really is rooted in fear. But this is the kind of thing they're creating. And this is a, a mix of both the, the MAGA far right kind of discussion as well as the COVID mania. Now, I just talked about this with Richard Grove. That will be coming out next week. But let's check this out. Heather points this out. Question, are we back to normal? That's the only thing this guy said. Are we back to normal? Not saying are basically, do you know, do, are, 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 he's not at, positing that the, we are normal or that what we're dealing with right now is normal. He's simply saying, are we back to the point we were at before this all started? And the way that she answers this is mind-blowing. Like she flips out and basically attacks the word normal as an alt-right term or far-right term, which is just incredibly stupid, but then goes off about how even arguing that. But I'll, 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 re I'll revisit it after, the, after we play the clip. It is, this is, I don't think most people, even remotely, but they exist as she wears her mask on an interview. <laughs> Well, let's start with you. It's become clear that the message from the provincial government is we're all getting back to normal now, folks. So let's start there. Are we back to normal yet? No. So, so that's clear. Are we back to normal? Whatever we had before, are we back to that yet? The language that you use when you say something like uh, normal is a far right um, language of anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers and ableists who. 
Wow. First part, ableists. How does that even play into that? Right? That's the idea that's saying, well, there is no normal because it's not because that person over there in a wheelchair, it's not, you don't get to say you're normal. They're not normal. Well, it doesn't have everything under the sun does not have to be offensive. It's simply the context of what the average is compared to what the non-average is, right? So if there are more people not in wheelchairs, they're the normal compared to the ones that are not. Not that it's insulting to say that, but they can make it that way, right? If everyone in the world wore red shoes and one guy wore black shoes, his would be not normal, theirs would be normal. Is it offensive? No, it's ridiculous. But the problem here is that she has to attack that concept. Because somewhere, somewhere, somewhere along the line, somebody planted something in her mind that this is only an agenda by the far right to say what we're dealing with. But think about his question again. Are we back to normal? Who argued that we're in normal or that what was happening during COVID was normal or that the suffering that they claim they dealt with was normal? Like she's not even listening. She's so primed to attack these things. This is the brainwashing, the training, the, so, the psychosis that she just flips out and attacks the word before she even comprehends the actual question. I just, this, this is crazy to me. We're all getting back to normal now, folks. So let's start there. Are we back to normal yet? No. So the language that you use when you say something like uh, normal is a far right um, language of anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers and ableists who uh, disregard the impact of COVID on on seniors, on children, on educators, on... Who's disregarding anything by asking if we're back to normal? And don't forget, the people that pushed the idea of returning to normal were all the same people pushing lockdowns, masks, and injections. That's where that came from, right? Just take your mask, put your mask on, take your shot, and we'll go back to normal, right? That's where it came from. We weren't the ones screaming that. They were. And so this, look at how crazy this must be. If you can't reflect on that, you're just you're just taking moment to moment what you're told to think. It's crazy. Disregard the impact of COVID on on seniors, on children, on educators, on essential workers, on healthcare workers, on our healthcare crisis. Uh, there's nothing normal about getting COVID, repeated infections, children and adults being hospitalized. Yeah, all this is vaccinated people, by the way, by and large, across the board, including especially repeated inje- repeated infections across the board. Now, this is, this, of course, the obvious low-hanging fruit is to laugh at how stupid, what an ignorant person it would take to call the very word normal, which has a definition a, in anything other than no- a far-right term. Normal? Like, the, defin- the word normal being the middle, most average thing you could possibly have. Not left, not right, up or down, but normal, middle. And that's far right? I mean, this is just, I mean, this has got to be one of the most ridiculous, laugh out loud kind of things I've seen through this whole thing. You might as well call far, I mean, it's like saying the left is far right. Or the word left is a far right term. <laughs> it's just laugh. You have to laugh at this. Children and adults being hospitalized and long COVID. There's nothing normal about taking away the protections and the proactive measures that we had. Who is talking about taking anything? This is all stemming from the question, are we back to normal? Who is, he didn't even suggest we should be or that we can be or that we should remove anything. That's all that is stemming from what he asked. Like saying, good morning, how are you? Let me tell you how I am. Like just runs into something. I don't even know. I think that question was meant to be an opener. It just, it's crazy. This woman has lost her mind. To help to reduce transmission of COVID. And there's nothing normal about uh, getting rid of any kind of isolation requirements, which would have helped to curtail outbreaks in schools, in workplaces, and everywhere else that you go. And by the way, I'll point out that Richard Grove pointed this out during our interview today, that she's clearly the way her cadence and her speaking, it's, it's, it's suppressing her breathing, which we've already seen happen a thousand times over, right? So it's, she's troubled because she's so worked up and she's like that woman we saw at the, at the school meet at the school board meeting who was screaming about how we need masks and she basically passed out twice. Like, think about how crazy that is. You know, that you're screaming, this should be on kids' faces, and you're well aware that you're having a struggle in that moment, and you still push the narrative. Here's how he responds. Okay, let me do a quick follow-up with you, and I mean no disrespect in asking this, but we've obviously done hundreds of programs during the course of COVID-19, and I don't think we've ever had a guest who kept their mask on during the interview. So again, with, without <laughs> prejudice, I merely ask, how come you're wearing yours now? 
So let me explain. So I'm a doctor. I'm a family doctor. I see patients in my office. I just had patients who are in my office with their babies, and I have more patients coming in this afternoon. COVID is airborne. That means that... False. 100% false. I mean, there is literally nobody out there arguing that. And the fact that it, the only, and if you want to argue anything even remotely airborne, it would be the fact that she is wearing a mask that creates the Fogan effect, which is what creates the very aerosolation that causes the problem, primarily for herself, by the way, because that gets mostly breathed back in. And that's what causes the Fogan effect, which dramatically increases her potential mortality in this exact regard, whether COVID or not. I've shown you that peer-reviewed study many times from February 2022. Apparently, she trusts the science so much that she ignored that science. COVID remains in the air even after you've left the room. I keep my mask on. It is a way to protect myself. It's a way to protect my patients. It's a- How is it protecting you when you're alone in the room? It just, it's, it's, it's doctrine, guys. This is gospel to her. It's a way to protect my staff and the community. It is what... Healthcare providers across the world are saying that we should be doing, and it's really not a hardship. I wear my mask from the moment that I arrive in my office in the morning until the end of the day. It's- yeah, and I guarantee you she's struggling from it because that's what anybody before COVID would tell you. Headaches, dis- you, dis- you have uh, um, hypercapnia, hypoxia, all these things are common, common side effects pre-COVID mania mask discussion. And you could look at a hundred different studies that talk about this going back to the 60s. It's amazing that we can't see this stuff. It's fake news until somebody squeaks it out on a large Twitter account. And all of a sudden, look at this breaking story, despite how many people have been pointing this stuff out. It is mania. These people have lost their damn minds. Now, the point was the far right crossover to that. Now, let's talk about COVID-19. Let's talk about the bivalent injections that they're forcing or about to force are about to push on people because they say it's the next step, which we've shown you. They didn't test these on people, as everyone's kind of gotten to saying now it's boiled down to about eight mice in an animal study that was not even based on this new thing. They're using the old information in regard to the people to tell you these are safe. There's been no safety trials. It's not happening. Well, they say they're going to do them after doing while it's going on. Why that is okay with anybody is beyond me, but don't forget that that's what they said during the first part of this. And then they just go, well, it's already being used, so we can just basically stop now there's lots of other peripheral things going on but do you think they're still tasting the ones currently out for safety they're not they're ju- they're focusing on the next step they never completed what they were supposed to and that's why they're dra- i mean and all the data that keeps coming out is proving to you that they knew this wasn't safe and we're going to get to that point next the israeli study or leak rather that we we actually already pointed out uh previous when we showed this a few days before this big thing came out and this thanks to AM Wake Up for pointing this out to me. I hadn't seen this published on September 2nd, but apparently came out in August. Something shows you how um, how attuned the corporate media is to all this important information. This isn't Steve Kirsch's information, even though he's one of the earliest ones to get this out. I'm saying it because this is an Israeli leak that is undeniable. My point in saying that is because they'll go, oh, Steve Kirsch, fake news, misinformation. Same thing they'll say about me. But whether he's reporting it or not, it's undeniable. We'll come back to it in a second. The first point is the WHO's chief scientist, Dr. Sumoya Swaminathan, I believe, says, quote, only time will tell if these things are working. How? I mean, that's exactly what they said during the first time, right? We'll have to get it in everybody's bodies and see how, you know, once it out in the world, we'll know for sure. Well, guess what? We can see they're hurting people and you guys still ignore it. So I guess that doesn't matter. That's just an argument to get it out there. So right now we know these haven't been tested. We know that the earliest ones... They don't even know if the response is the response you need. And they don't even know how that response is being created truly. I'll play both those clips for you in a moment. They've translated all that broken information, these new things, added some new spike protein antibody reactive kind of information for the different variants. So we're told. And then she steps up and says, well, we don't know if they're effective. Only time will tell. So why in the world are we using them then? Isn't that called an experiment? Take a listen to what she says. And the FDA has approved the one that has the BA45 uh, Omicron variant. Where My God, did you catch that? Just to start off, that's the WHO chief scientist. I'm, I'm not wrong about this, guys. I can't even wrap my mind around how, it, I mean, this has got to be one of the most invasive and manipulative agendas through this whole damn thing. I don't even know why it's so important or why it's so, it works so well. It wasn't approved. 
It was emergency authorized. She, of all people, you tell me the WHO chief scientist doesn't know the difference between approval in the United States and emergency authorization? I mean, I even just pointed out somebody that I, that I respect and is doing good work on Twitter, Dr. Urso, who also just said it was approved. And I'm not even trying to attack anybody. I get it's just it's so quick. I make mistakes, too, when I'm discussing this. I end up saying the same thing because it's so it's so pervasive. But she's the WHO chief scientist, and she just said that they approved it. They didn't approve it. It has been emergency authorized, and there is no in-between. Look it up for yourself. I've been saying this since the very beginning, and it drives me bananas. And you guys all know this. I point it out every damn time. It's crazy. Let's play it again. The UK has approved, and the FDA has approved the one that has the BA45 uh, Omicron variant, whereas the UK and, and Europe have approved the BA1. So there are two different... That's interesting, by the way. So if they're if they're authorizing and I author again, that means something different in UK. You could call it approval. The BA one. How does that even make sense? So what what about the whole herd immunity concept? So now we're fighting it from different angles, from different variants in different places of the world. What happens when the BA five problem drips over into there? Oh, well, you take our vaccine then, and BA one comes back over here. Oh, we'll take our vaccine then. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. This is nothing about science anymore. I mean, this is. If you believe they're trying to do the right thing, it seems pretty clearly that they've just kind of given up on the idea of the science about this and just trying to guess their way out of a problem. Or you could realize what's really happening, in my opinion, which is that this is being done to you for very nefarious reasons. Just my opinion, though. But listen to what she says. Different types of vaccines. Now, what they've shown in lab studies is that these bivalent vaccines um, help you to mount... The bivalent meaning they have two... They can, they can basically work towards two different things essentially which is weird because they keep saying ba4 and 5 and the original strain that's why my point was i'm pretty sure and this is coming from their own documentation it was ba5 and the original strain that's the bivalent but it just so happens to also have some reactivity to ba4 i don't know why we're all just saying it's applied to both equally it's even their documentation says otherwise but you know call me a stickler for the facts to slightly higher um, help you to mount a slightly higher antibody response against omicron but whether that's going to translate into any kind of clinical efficacy, we don't know because we don't really have those studies. And so time will tell whether we need this type of Omicron-specific vaccine. Right. Okay. So if we don't know and time will tell, that means we don't know. That means we don't even know if it's not, if it's producing a wrong response. So give me the main point right here help you to mount a slightly higher antibody response against so antibodies are one thing but are they the right antibodies and that's the whole point from this whole discussion that's what she's getting at right that's why we need the new thing they say because it's not the same earlier thing that we were dealing with well we've been saying that the whole damn time that's why you're hurting people more in addition to the mrna and spike protein little nanoparticles and seemingly every part of this is dangerous go figure they are making responses that aren't appropriate, which causes antibody-dependent enhancement and many other problems, immune problems. But the bottom line is that this has been so far away from this, according to their narrative, whether that's true or not, that we, that's, that seemingly doesn't make any sense anymore. So now, and this is a point, I'll play this next clip, where they argue we don't know whether it's actually creating an efficacious a, a, a immune response. It just simply is creating a clinical response, meaning it's producing something is it the right thing? Well, we don't know. And that's her point. Well, only time will tell. Omicron. But whether that's going to translate into any kind of clinical efficacy, we don't know because we don't really have those studies. Have studies. So time will tell. Right, right. We don't know. We don't have those studies. And then can you repeat the, the second question? I mean, obviously you have a lot of data now. What is your relative protection is. Everybody's measuring antibodies. They're probably relevant, but as we know... That's a long question. We need a quick answer. <laughs> I would say there is no established correlate of protection. Thank you. That was a quick answer. Dr. Fink. Oops. So, that is very obvious, right? There is no correlate. They don't know if the produced response correlates with actual protection that's exactly what they said that was in the fda meeting before they then approved it anyway now I'm trying to find the other one i thought i had it right here there's one more right here yeah this is the other one they don't know so okay one we don't know if the, pr the produced response actually translates to protection that's their admission 
here is them admitting that we don't they don't know how it actually produces the response. They just know that it does. How should we think of micrograms in terms of the amount of spike protein that's produced by the cells? Can you kind of clarify that? Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. Obviously, we don't have a complete understanding of the nature of the way that the vaccine works in terms of producing immune response. That is amazing. And if you see in the bottom left corner, that's the FDA. That's the FDA meeting about before they approve these anyway. Or excuse me. See, there you go. Exactly like that. Authorized. Right. But the bottom line is that it's very clearly undefined. And here's the WHO chief scientist going, yeah, we don't even know. So time will tell. So then when they tell you, you have to have this to go to school, get on the bus, have a job or even how they did it before. Not only is that not OK, regardless of this information, but adding this to it makes it just simply criminal. Right? this is crazy. They're they're pushing and forcing and manipulating people in plenty of parts of the world. They're saying you can't even access you know, your your. What, where was the place? It was Israel? No, it wasn't Israel. In any case, there's plenty of places that are saying you need these next ones to be able to continue forward. Canada was one of the worst examples. But however you want to look at this, if they don't know whether or not it's actually efficacious, why is it even being used? The most obvious potential possibility is to test it on you to find out. But we know there's plenty more going on beneath the scenes, which brings us to the next point that I think is really interesting. Because what we're, we are seeing here, guys, is this is an obvious, I mean, there's peer-reviewed science that makes this clear, multiple peer-reviewed studies, that it is destroying your immune system, right? It's, as, as Dr. Ryan Cole put it, sort of a reverse HIV. It's very interesting. Now, we've seen this across the board, and it's not whether the new variants or boosters are needed to bring it all back. It's your immune system that is collapsing, and it's not the new variants that causes this to change. As I'm going to read this article, and it'll claim it's your body not working. Your body's immune system has been broken by these crazy gene-altering injections. That's the science has made this clear. So it's interesting now whether we start asking the question whether what we're dealing with has ever been what we've been told. And whether this has been some massive experiment or what, why there's so much weird overlap with HIV. Well, get this. This is probably going to blow your mind. Scientists discovered an antibody that can take out all known COVID variants. Well, what do you know? I don't buy this for a second. This is September 7th today. COVID-19 vaccines have been effective at keeping people from getting severely ill and dying from the virus. Nope. (laughs) Sorry. Nice try, though. Way to open that with a blatant lie. It's simply not happening. And we also know, as Dr. Peter McColl and plenty of others have made clear, and I have as well, they never even tested to find out if that was the case. They only tested for mild to moderate and then just claimed that when they got past it. And we see, based on observational, real-world data, that's not happening. And we can see who's spreading it the most. And on and on, I've done this ad nauseum. But they just keep saying that, don't they? The, the, the current data of vax versus unvaxed blows that out of the water. It's not true. It says, but they've required different boosters to keep to to try to keep on top of all the coronavirus variants. They're just they're just towing a line. There's no science around that. They don't need new boosters. They, I mean, here think about this, guys. The boosters are talking about before this new thing they're pushing is the same thing. It's another of the very first thing. It's the same shot. Based on the same isolate, they tell us, right? So why do they claim they need the same old booster to fight new variants? <laughs> Oops, that doesn't really make sense, does it? They're just trying to argue it's the variants with the underlying unspoken note that it's because of the unvaccinated, even though that was obviously never true. It was proven to be not true immediately. The bottom line is they want you to think it's the variants, and that's why we keep trying to catch up so they can rationalize the idea of why this new one makes sense. It doesn't. Your body's been destroyed, so it doesn't matter what you pump into it now, your immune system is going to struggle. That's where we are. And maybe that's what they're trying to rectify with this new gene therapy concoction. But it says now researchers have discovered an antibody that neutralizes all known COVID variants. You know what else also does that so far? Natural immunity. But they'll never want to talk about that because it's always been shown to be lasting, durable, and robust, including against variants of concern going forward, including Omicron. That's been peer-reviewed science that I've been showing you from the very beginning. And the most recent one, I don't remember if I have it saved on this computer or not. It doesn't look like I do. I'm not going to try to find it. Oh, wait, is that the one? I don't think so. Nope. But I have an, I have one that I've shown you many times. That's what happens when you your computer blows up all of a sudden for no reason. You lose all the information. That has been saying from the very beginning and then all the way until now that your immunity has been durable, lasting, and robust, and even in regard to concerns of variants of concern. 
Now, it says the antibody called SP-177 apparently results from mouse studies. Very interesting. They conducted, were recently published in the journal Science Immunology, and they look promising. Interesting. Well, here's the most interesting part. SP-177 is an antibody developed by researchers that so far can neutralize all forms of SARS-CoV-2, they claim. The virus that causes COVID-19, they claim. It was recreated after researchers modified a mouse model that was originally made to search for broadly neutralizing antibodies to HIV, which also mutates. Well, what do you know? So is it HIV? If this thing works, I mean, is it? shouldn't we ask that question? If that's literally what they're just causing? Or if, it's, or if HIV in and of itself is not what we've been taught it is, and it's not some specifically tied thing to AIDS, that it's actually its own thing, or rather the other way around, HIV tied to AIDS. Really, the point is HIV is human immunodeficiency virus. Is it a virus or is it just human immunodeficiency? And they're literally just pointing at what they cause with all sorts of other things and saying that's a virus. Sort of like they're claiming SADS or SIDS or uh, um multi-system inflammatory syndrome and all these things are just making up terms that are really just what they're ewing to people, what they're causing with their other actions, just something to consider, but weird that it seems to completely overlap. What do you know now? Or maybe this entire thing is a cover from something else they want to use, but the bottom line is just going, yeah, well, guess what? Now we've got it. Just take one more. As my brother said, just one more shot. It'll all be good. Interesting way to coax people into the next one. But what it says down here, I find even more interesting. What does this mean for the future of COVID vaccines? Apparently, it's not clear right now. It's important to note this research was done in mice, not humans. Although studies on the antibody are ongoing. Quote, this is a very early stage proof of concept work to illustrate that broadly neutral antibodies can be generated using a mouse model. Anybody else picking up the note that that's relevant to right this moment? The fact that they're pushing bivalent booster shots that are only based on mice, right? Okay, so if that's the case, and that's the barrier for information to go, well, if we have in mice studies, and if we're in an emergency, which we're not, then we can use that and say it's good, right? Okay, well, why are we jumping this up next then? Same thing, it's done in mice. Apparently it's safe and effective in mice or whatever they're claiming. So why isn't that the same level? Why would you push the thing that's only rooted on two things they claim instead of the thing that can fight them all? They're both based in mice studies. You see, there's a choice being made here. Why only mice, eight mice study? I argue there's a hell of a lot more than eight mice in this study, right? So you can even argue this is better studied than the current thing they're trying to push when the WHO expert just told you that we don't even know if it works. It's a choice to pick this thing. And that should be alarming to you because who knows why? Especially when this seems to be... I, I don't trust any of this stuff, by the way, just to be clear. But since the narrative of this seems to be that it works on all possible things, it was probably studied in a hell of a lot more mice and been studied longer. But no, who cares? We'll focus on the new thing we already made because Pfizer wants to sell it, right? My God. So my studies aren't created equal, apparently. But it says experts say that a vaccine that could take out all variants of COVID-19 would definitely be welcome. <laughs> just laughing at that. Experts say the sky is blue. You know, I mean, like what a silly thing to say. Like, I'm not even saying that we should feel that way. I don't trust any of these injections these days. But the point is, that why would you need to say experts say a thing that would cure everyone's problems is welcome? <laughs> you don't say experts would like something that works. What a great thing to add to your great journalism. Experts say a vaccine that would work everywhere would work. <laughs> it's just such obviously trying to plant ideas in your mind. that Yeah, we should all want something that works for everything because experts say. This is about rationalizing and getting you to want the universal vaccine that they've been trying to make for a long time and that they're right now using this to guide you into. Mark my words. But going to the next part, I just wanted to show some, some other information around vaccines in general. And this is just a tweet that Children's Health Defense put out, or rather their New England charter. But it says, did you know? That according to the CDC-funded research, a pregnant woman is 7.7 times more likely to miscarry if given an influenza vaccine in the first trimester. Well, isn't that interesting? It seems like they just don't even care about even what their science finds, as long as they can say trust the science and force you to take injections. Right, so the flu vaccine, they're giving flu vaccines literally alongside the COVID injection, even for pregnant women. I mean, think about how wild that is. Apparently, the people screaming trust the science just don't even care about the science, which shouldn't shock anybody. Now, this is a tweet that I think is really interesting. Mark Schreiner puts this out, says, 
I am more worried about randomly dropping dead from two shots of Pfizer I took last year than COVID itself. Let that sink in. And he's right to think that because there's obviously more risk right now from that across the board, guys. Even if you want to bring in the long COVID phantom that nobody can prove because it hasn't been proven. And I and peer-reviewed science has already found that it's psychosomatic, but who cares about the science, right? This it's this is the evolving narrative. And he said this tweet hit a nerve. But somebody follows up by pointing out this Toronto Star post from this is the Toronto Star on the print edition from August 26, 2021. But just remember what they were saying back then and how much has changed since then. It says, if an unvaccinated person catches it from somebody who is vaccinated, boo-hoo, too bad. Think about that. Let me repeat that. If an unvaccinated person catches it from someone who is vaccinated, boo-hoo, too bad. I have no empathy left for the willfully unvaccinated. Let them die. I honestly don't care if they die from COVID. Not even a little bit. Unvaccinated patients do not deserve ICU beds. That is a statement and huge bold print on the front of the Toronto Star. Right. And now how much has changed? Well, guess what? They're the ones spreading it and catching it more than anybody anywhere, including dying from it and being hospitalized. So these people probably still feel this way, despite the fact that they are hurting themselves more than anybody. And the one group that seems the most unaffected by everything happening is the uninjected. And the data backs that up. Now here, this brings us to the part that I want everyone to understand that this is something that anybody honest has been seeing long before this leak ever came out. Because of their information, because of the peer-reviewed science, because of everything else around this that is being disregarded by corporate media and even higher-ups in the independent media. Exclusive. Proof that Israel found serious safety problems with the COVID vaccines, then deliberately covered it up. We discussed this on AM Wake Up. I'll recommend you check out that show that I was just on. Exclusive proof. Israel found serious safety problems with the COVID vaccines, then deliberately covered it up. Israel didn't start to gather safety data until a year into the vaccine program. Now, uh, Steve Kirch was just on, I should have grabbed that link. I'll have to grab it included. Steve Kirch was on AM Wake Up with us when we talked about this. And his point was that they, they, I asked him simply, do you think that they did gather data and then just acted like they didn't to cover that they did find it from the very beginning? That's certainly possible, I would argue, because I think it's been, da- the, the Pfizer data shows you from day one, this is dangerous. And that they covered that up. But it says they gathered six months worth of data and found that the vaccines weren't safe this is all on the record. You could look at this for yourself. They, they lied to the world about it. Israel didn't start to gather safety data until, oh, that's just repeating it. The point is you can see all this for yourself. And uh, where was the, the information? Well, bottom line is you guys can read this for yourself. This was what I was going to show you next. This is what we already showed you. This is leaked information about this, a leaked video. Uh, I think we showed this a couple of days before. I didn't realize that it, it was, I thought it was just this video. So I kind of just casually showed you as it built out but apparently as you can find in this article there's leaked data that will show you all of this and it says we have a we have to think medical legal how to present our findings to avoid lawsuits why because of quite a few side quite a few side effects he said okay it exists and report exists but still get vaccinated it's all in israeli but I have confirmed this and you can listen for yourself. So think about it like this. You have leaked recordings of them on what a zoom call or something admitting that they were trying to cover this up and hide from lawsuits. Then you've got the data that's been leaked out. And this is coming from a corporate report, I believe, but regardless directly from a leaked information from Israel, from the ministry of health. And of course the corporate media, thank you. Thank you for that. Or well, of course the corporate media, chooses to ignore this i mean or just pretends it's not there because that's what cowards do here's the i'll include this rockfin show it was a good it was a good discussion oh and dr henry joins with the i guess a, a potential member of congress halfway through but you guys can check this out for yourselves it was a great discussion trying to get to where there you go steve kirch was there great conversation he's doing good work I mean, by the way, he does float this this weird like temperature tracking ring that I'm like, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I make my comments about it in the beginning. I'm like, I don't really like the medical pre-crime idea. But in any case, I don't I don't personally don't think there's any negative intention there. I just don't think everyone's as attuned to what I believe is the technocratic build out that's happening. I could be wrong. But going back to this discussion to finish up the show today. What we're seeing is that this is obvious, right? That this data is everywhere and it's across the board. And all you can do is choose to put your head in the sand 
or engage with it. Because, guys, you can't ignore stuff like this. Now, we've already showed you Dodd speaking about this, former BlackRock portfolio manager. But, guys, this is the kind of provable information that everyone should understand is there. Everyone. If that this is, I mean, think about what it must take for the corporate media to put their head in the sand and not engage with such obvious, blatant information. Um, uh, my journey began <clears throat> really in February, March of 2021, when uh, the vaccine program was rolled out. I started hearing anecdotal stories about deaths, injuries. They were anecdotes. And being a, a former stock picker, portfolio manager for BlackRock, and having been on the sell side, that piqued my interest. And I'm, a, I'm into pattern recognition. And then uh, the mandates came along in the summer, uh, summer, fall of uh, 2021. And I started to join um, anti-mandate rallies on Maui. And through that, I was eventually uh, able to meet Dr. Malone and become affiliated with him, I told him that I suspected that something possibly was going on with the vaccines. So I told him that I would investigate insurance company results, uh, funeral home results, and that I would monitor them and we'll see if anything, uh, you know, interesting or strange would happen. And sure enough, uh, in January of 2022, we got the first inkling that something was very wrong, potentially. Um, and that was One America uh, CEO, Scott Davison, was on a Chamber of Commerce call. And he wasn't aware that there was a reporter, um, Margaret Menge, from uh, City View in Indiana, following this Chamber of Commerce. And he mentioned that in the second half of 2021, all-cause mortality among especially working-age members had rose to a stunning 40%. Now, I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. I just wanted you to get the intro to this. It's a seven-minute clip. But the point is, oops, not that I want you to see the reiterate his statement here in what he finds. It's just that this is so clearly evident if you care to look at all. He says the age cohort from 25 to 44 experienced an 84% rise of excess mortality into the fall of 2021. I mean, it's, it's just everywhere. And you just have to be willfully ignorant to not see it, guys. And I do think most people do. Now here, finally, is the great reset part of this that I just wanted to include because I definitely see this is where it's driving. This is uh, breaking news from California. California's grid operator has just issued a level two energy emergency alert. This was yesterday. Upgrading from level one issued earlier. California is now advising Californians to, quote, be ready for potential rotating power outages. They're just priming everybody to be completely shut down at any moment and contingent on whatever. And all of this builds in the idea that our infrastructure is so broken and decrepit that we have to reimagine it in the direction they want you to allow it to be reimagined for the Great Reset. Okay, that's not even a secret. But so ask yourself why all of a sudden everything is simultaneously breaking down exactly in the right and, and ha out of nowhere all exactly in line with the way they want you to go. What a coincidence. I'm not going to argue that we don't have problems in, in, in intentionally, by the way, crippling infrastructure or uh, decrepit infrastructure. This is a choice made by these governments. I've shown you the water paint. Billions of dollars are flooding every year to the water infrastructure. Nothing ever changes. What's happening with that money? Bottom line is they want you to see this and go, oh no, we're in trouble. And it's not because of the government. Right? They're doing this to you in a thousand different ways, setting the tone. Here is an example of that, about how they're using this. Now, you're, this is blew me away. They're talking about the idea of electricity problems in Europe, right? But she literally uses the term flatten the curve. Like they just want you to see the overlap. And I do think they do want that, but subconsciously even. We're talking about, as it says, the EU will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours. It's not your choice anymore. doesn't matter if you pay for it. You don't get to choose. It's they get to choose. The government does. Is that freedom? In order to, quote, flatten the curve. Remember how well it worked out the last time they claimed they were going to flatten the curve? We're still doing it, apparently. Because in these peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market.
slow the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands, we will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. These peak demands, the expensive gas comes into the market. So what we have to do is flatten the curve and uh, avoid the peak demands. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours. And you could also argue, not argue, but point out that this is being done because, or rather the situation is being caused because of the actions they're taking all around the world, right? Sanctions and, and actions in Ukraine and things that they're creating are causing and bleeding out into this problem. And then you could point back and show that earlier they said, well, we need to put this down and reduce this because of 2030, because of nitrogen, carbon, and whatever else. Then you go, well, are, they, are you doing that and that's what's causing the problem? Well, no, no, that's, that's Russia. How does that make sense? You argue right over here that we need to do this and we want to take action to reduce these things. And then when they start reducing and they cause problems to our lives, you don't take credit for it. You just said that's what you want to do. No, no, it's Putin's fault. And it's a bad thing because Putin did it, except that's good because we want it to happen. Like you can't even you have to be able to laugh at how ridiculous they're being right now. It's on its face. Ridiculous. I don't I, I don't know why they don't realize that. Maybe they do. Maybe I'm missing something. But here is the next part of this is it drives you into this exact situation. Bernie's tweet points out falling in line. Major banks are now rolling out a national ID app, linking all your information into one easy access file accessible by your government. Your vaccine passport didn't set you free. Clearly, it opened the door to tyranny. Hard for consumers to manage their identity online. The need to track passwords, fill out numerous digital forms and repeat the same verification processes can make life online a slog. Meanwhile, online stores, businesses, government and banks need to manage their risk by verifying their customers' identities, requesting data from an ever-increasing number of online identity providers. The point is that in every possible angle, they're rationalizing from their own little corner why they need to digitally verify you. Like Remember the, 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 the online safety bill discussion about how they're forcing children into having a digital ID. It's all driving you in that direction. I mean, you, you just can't miss how the solutions are all the same no matter where you're looking right now. Same thing applies with cor- the current agendas, right? Lockdowns, mask. It doesn't matter what we're dealing with. Climate change, co- monkeypox, COVID-19. doesn't matter. Put a mask on. Oh, the flu. Put a mask on. It's all the same direction. It all drives you in the same direction. You just can't miss how one-sided that is. Tunnel vision, because there's an agenda driving the action. It's very clear. Many of which can only provide very low levels of proof. Globally, the implementation of data security why did that and show the, of proof. Why did that show the bad guy checked? Thanks. <laughs> Am I crazy or is that the, is that the robber? Why did he get a, he got a green check? Globally, (laughs) the implementation of data security and information privacy solutions has led to increased friction and complexity that has detracted from the customer experience. And with more and more identity frameworks being introduced, this confusion will only multiply. Enter Connect ID, powered by FPOS. Are you overwhelmed by the introduction of all this new thing? Well, don't worry. We're going to give you the one-stop shop to make it all simple and you can go back to sleep. The identity hub for the entire Australian digital ecosystem. FPOS is doing what it has done best for the past 30 years. And there it collaboratively is. providing Australian businesses with a trusted, reliable and cost-effective infrastructure. Right, which can be turned off if you don't do what you're told, right? I mean, we cannot pretend that's not on their table, right? And you can argue that, it, you know, extremes, you know, he said, he said these bad words online or he attacked people in real life or he wrote the law, he robbed a bank, right? None of those things should be enough to shut you off from your own, you know, from, from your rights, right? But then you could take it even smaller and you could say, oh, well, he didn't take the injection he was supposed to, or he cut in line that day. He said the wrong things about the government. That's what's happening in China. It's not outside. This is happening already. So we need to see that it doesn't matter what the justification is. If they convince a crowd of people, the mob that, or at least even the illusion of the mob, and then convince us all that everyone agrees and they really don't, which is happening today, they can simply go, this thing needs to happen and they're not doing it. They're a problem. Those evil MAGA Republicans are the ones in the way. And we need to make sure that they think that's how this works. Vaccinate is the easiest way to look at this. You know, during the fervor, and even still right now with that lady with her mask on, they are willing to argue that you shouldn't be allowed to engage in society if you don't have the thing you're supposed to take. And this, had it been introduced beforehand, would have been a tool they used. 
and you would have been shut off from your own bank account. We saw it happen to truckers protesting legally in, in Ontario, in, the, in Canada. It's already happening. So if you step into this, you're setting yourself up to be controlled. This ensures all identity transactions flow quickly and easily through our Australian-based identity hub. All of them. FPOS acts as the broker or middleman, connecting all identity requesters, like financial services, online stores and government departments, with every digital identity issuer in Australia. Right. And again, as Bernie's tweets points out, well, of course, what it does, it puts all of your information and all of everything they possibly could need in one quick spot the government can look. Enabling them to streamline their customer experience for all Australian consumers in the process. Consumers and digital merchants get secure, private, easy and trusted access to any identity provider in Australia. Identity providers are able to offer an additional trust-based business service to their customers. And Connect ID enables each of them to talk to the others seamlessly. In short, with Connect ID, everybody wins. Connect ID. And I, I, would, I would argue this probably uses blockchain or something in that direction, right? I mean, but the, and, which is alarming, and it should be. Right? This is how it is being weaponized against us. And the bottom line is that this is a not, it's not a platform. This is not one bank's thing. This is the country, right? This is a massive, like it is, I guess it is a platform, but a massive platform meant to connect all of them, government, banks. I mean, this, this is not something small. And it doesn't just happen. This is a coordinated, planned rollout. Just so happened to be rolled out during the biggest pandemic of our lifetimes, right? <laughs> even though it's not even remotely what's actually happening. But the funny, it's fun to use their ridiculous statements against them when they're like, oh, we're so overwhelmed and everyone's dying. And, oh, and we also rolled out this massive thing right while that was happening. <laughs> what do you know? But Bernie Sweet's final point today, Canada. Why Now, why would the Canadian government possibly need to add human behavior to their national defense digital ID databases? Behavioral biometrics is the study related to the, the measure of uniquely identifying and measurable patterns of human activities. Eyes wide open. Pluralock wins behavioral biometrics purchase order from Canadian Defense Agency. Right? So now it's become, well, it's not just about your online transactions and whether you're a terrorist and or whether you're you know, a white supremacist or whatever it is. We want to monitor everything, which I guess those things can apply to your human behavior. But it's not just your digital transactions or that. It's about watching you and how you act so they can use these things. Why would that play into it? Because it's about social credit. It's about controlling the population. It's not even a secret. They're literally looking at Canada and going, yep, that's what we want. But we'll do it as a good guy way. <laughs> right? We'll do it for freedom as we restrict everything in your life. Right? That's, all, that's the only difference we should see. The way it's presented. Same difference. They're all everywhere driving you in this direction. And I personally think it's as obvious as I've ever seen anything, but I hope you guys can see it too. Social credit score, exactly. Thank you all for being here. Hopefully this can reach some people and get the information out there because damn it, it is everywhere. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. Questions get asked when people have hesitancy or reluctance to get vaccinated. Did you go too quickly is the first the answer to that is, the speed was a reflection of extraordinary scientific advances and did not compromise safety, nor did it compromise scientific integrity. The next question is, okay, but what about the fact, is it really safe and is it really effective? Or is this something the government is trying to put over on us? Is this something the companies want to take advantage of? Well, let's take a look at what's happened over the past few months. We've had clinical trials, and thanks to the volunteers in that trial, in tens of thousands who have put themselves on the line to prove to the country and the world that these are safe and effective products. It is really bittersweet. The bitterness is the fact of what the Vice President mentioned. We still are in the middle of a very difficult situation with record numbers of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. But the sweetness is the light at the end of the tunnel, which I can tell you, as we get into January, February, March, and April, that light is going to get brighter and brighter, and the bitterness is going to be replaced by the sweetness. And we all hope, and I think this is doable, that by the time we get to several months into this year, we will have enough people protected that we can start thinking seriously about the return to normality. 
And that's up to all of us to step forward and get vaccinated.